Welcome back for another episode of the Sharpen Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Kirby Green, and Sharpen is the podcast for young professionals. We exist to sharpen young professionals for the workplace and beyond. If you haven't already, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. By leaving a review, that helps other young professionals find this podcast, and we so appreciate it. We're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel, Sharpen the Podcast for Young Professionals. Encourage sevens to block and tackle and do the little things well, because the little things turn into the big things, and sevens don't always love the monotonous little things of life. The unhealthy sevens are running away from their pain or running away from hard things. Maybe not hard things, but definitely their pain. And I think that sevens suck it up and you got to suck it up. And, you know, life is not all sunshine and roses. Life's going to have tough moments, tough conversations, tough relationships, tough business deals. That is our Enneagram 7 for the day. Can you tell that Enneagram 7s are known as the enthusiast? <laughs> we'll talk more about that today. Uh, Mark Besselman joins us uh, representing Enneagram 7 as we continue this series. Uh, he is also a past guest of the Sharpen podcast. It was so funny that that episode was about adventures and starting new businesses. Um, he really captures, I think, uh, what it means to be an Enneagram 7. One of his friends calls him a 7 with a 7 wing. Um, I'm really excited for us to learn today from Mark what it means to be a seven, how we can support and encourage those in the workplace and beyond. So with that, we'll get right to our episode today with Mark. Well, friends of the Sharpen Podcast, we get to welcome back a repeat guest back with us for a second time. Mark, first of all, welcome back. Hey, thank you, Kirby. Sharpen, friends, it's an honor to be here. And it is a 38 degree sunny day in Indianapolis, Indiana. And Come mid-February, that um, puts a smile on all of our faces. So I'm yes. fired up that it's sunny today, and I'm getting to talk to you, Kirby. Oh, I love it. Hey, I actually wrote that in my um, like my planner this morning. I'll do like a few points of gratitude to start the day. And when I ran this morning, the sun was out. So that was like a point of gratitude because it's been so gray that's, and dreary. So I love it that you oh, said Oh, I know. That. Yeah. That's so well, funny. Hey, I, you, um, you know? I feel like... I feel like, not to interrupt you, but I feel like it's funny, and maybe this is the, the seven in me and the enthusiast and the eternal optimist, but when it is 38 and sunny in Indianapolis in mid-February, you know, I, I went out today with no coat on, and that's probably not the <laughs> smartest decision, but I was so excited that it was nice out. I was hopeful, so it's funny. I love that. That's so funny. Well, as you know, we are on our Enneagram series on the Sharpen Podcast, and Mark, uh, we had briefly kind of mentioned the Enneagram when you came on the first time. Um, and speaking of which, you are a repeat guest. But for those of you that are for those that are listening that are meeting you for the first time, tell us about who you are. Absolutely, I'm Mark Musselman. I'm 25, and I'm a real estate entrepreneur who living in Indianapolis, Indiana, who passionately loves Jesus. I love adventure and I desire to live life wide open. And so that is high level about me. Oh, I love it. I love it. You, um, <clears throat> your last episode was a life of adventure and you talked about building the business with that spirit. Uh, I think that it's going to resonate in today's conversation. I'm so excited. So tell us a little bit about the work that you are doing as well, because some folks may be meeting you for the first time on this episode. Yes. Yeah, so 
I am the president and the founder of M2 Investments, which is a full service um, real estate investment company. And we're focused on multifamily um, assets right now. So I am, like I said, 25. And when I was a freshman at Taylor University, where I went, which is a small liberal arts Christian school, I always had an entrepreneurial itch and interest. And this is, um, I, for those that have already listened, you've heard this before, but I'm going to reiterate what we do. And I, um, there was an off-campus house at Taylor that the, um, an older fellow, Dennis Rohr's owned, and there were eight guys living in it, all paying 350 bucks a month, and the house looked like Animal House. And so I called the owner. I said, I'm Mark Musselman um, with M2. M2 didn't even exist at the time. But um, I called him. I said, I'd love to buy your house. I don't have the money to do it, but I would uh, love for you to help me finance the deal. And if you could do that, I could buy your house. He said, you're crazy. Then he called me um, recently thereafter, and I bought that house. And then I learned in that process, living a life of adventure, you don't have to be that smart. You have to find one thing you do well and repeat it over and over and over again. And I went to Ball State and developed some relationships with some sellers down there, bought a handful of houses down there. And then um, in 2016, I was graduating from Taylor. I either had to get a real job or buy more property. And I was a finance economics major. And I either was going to have the opportunity to buy more property or do the whole investment banking thing. And I had a cool opportunity to buy um, property in Anderson, Indiana. And then over the last two and a half years, um, I've bought in a handful of more properties and we're up to 260 units, five different locations. And um, we've got seven employees who are awesome and the life and the heart and the soul of M2. And the exciting news is we're about to buy um, 194 more units up in Fort Wayne, which wow. will almost two exercise and um, we'll obtain about seven more employees. So um, in the next month, we're going we're gonna to have some um, significant growth, which is exciting and living a life of adventure. It fires you up, but there's, you know, there's going to be some for sure growing pains, but I'll, um, I'll welcome that challenge when, when we close, um, which we're hoping to close March 15th. Well, congratulations. That's, that's phenomenal news. I'm so excited for y'all. Um, I love your, I love your vision. I love to you what you're doing. Um, kind of the, the work on the, on the local level within, um, the multiple units of, I think it was the last episode or maybe it was just in a conversation. Like you'd even share once that you were working with one site in particular to provide some tutoring services. And I see on your Instagram page, I think you're always celebrating someone's birthday, Mark. Because according to Instagram, I was like, he knows everyone's birthday because every day you were celebrating someone's birthday or something about their life. I love it. And I, I think that that's going to... Yeah, that's what it's about. It's yeah. What it's about, Kirby. You know, we have a... Uh, you know, I think, I think that... And I'm going to dive into this later on. But in life, we're all presented with some opportunities. And they're different opportunities. And this has been an incredible opportunity that I'm, I'm extremely thankful for. And, you know we need to celebrate that. And these people that are bringing it every day, our employees, you know, we're, we celebrate them. And I think that that's why they like coming to work. And, you know, I, I've always said if I, and we're not perfect at this and I'm figuring this out, it's a lot of trial and error, but if we just create a big business off of, um, you know, providing apartments for folks, but we really don't provide them a home. We just provide them a place to stay, but we don't, there's a big difference between a place yeah. to stay and a home yeah. and creating Creating that difference is um, it's something that we wake up and, and strive to do every day. And we're trying to provide great homes for these people um, where they live and where they love to live and where they tell their friends to come live. And um, 
if we can do that, and on a business side for our investors and our financial, you know, lenders and um, folks like that, that's great because if you have, if people love where they live, your business is going to rock. And then also just from a faith base, it's what we're called to do as, you know, followers of Christ. We're, you know, we've got to, we've got to leave these people better when they, when they leave an M2 property than when they, when they came. So again, easier said than done, but it's a heck of an adventure. Yeah. And I'm fired up being an enthusiast. I'm, I'm fired up every day going to work and trying to do it. And, you know, even though we're not perfect, but we're getting a little bit better every day, which is all we can ask. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. I, I just, I love hearing from you guys. So thanks for the updates and for, for sharing that um, with, with the rest of the world that's following you and cheering for you at M2 as well. So Mark, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to take a, a dive into the Enneagram today. So we are in the midst of our Enneagram, Enneagram series and uh, you are an Enneagram seven. I know you mentioned that the first time you came on, but we didn't just talk about the Enneagram. That's, that's all we're doing in this series. It's been a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, so let's start there. So our audience knows a little bit about the Enneagram at this point. Our friend Drew has already been on to, to help kind of explain the basics, but we're going to talk about your number today. Can you tell us what does it mean to be an Enneagram seven? What is that all about? Absolutely. So I have, a, I have up here the Enneagram Institute, which I think is a fantastic site, by the way. I'm yeah, sure you get is. on that. And I'm going to read the definition for a seven. And it says type sevens in brief here. Sevens are extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous, playful, high-spirited, and practical. They can also misapply their many talents, becoming overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. They constantly seek new and exciting experiences, but can become distracted and exhausted by staying on the go. They typically have problems with impatience and impulsiveness, and at their best, they focus their talents on worthwhile goals, becoming appreciative, joyous, and satisfied. I'm going to reiterate, the, let's be, let's be um, the seven, of course, is the eternal optimist. I'm going to repeat that at their best, they focus their talents on worthwhile goals, becoming appreciative, joyous, and satisfied. Mm. So that's a seven. And I think that that describes me to a T. Um, and I think a seven, when focused, when in flow, and I'm, I'll, let me take that back. Mark Musselman at the seven, when focused, when disciplined, when in sync, spiritually, relationally, vocationally. Um, and when I say in sync, in flow, and I think in flow is, um, it's in your soul. It's, I think it's peace. I think in flow, when I say in flow, I think it's peace. When I am that, I think it's a freight train wrecking to be messed with. But at the same time, you know, a seven, you can be, you're all over the place at the same time. And so reining that in, um, kind of going all over the place here as I describe myself. No, no, no. Well, the, the, you know, the key message that Drew shared with each of the types is that we need all nine. All nine are valuable. They have such unique perspectives that they bring. So for a seven, we need seven. Sevens are, we, we yep. definitely need sevens because if not, there would be no fun in this world. But tell us about then how you're using the framework of the Enneagram to help you in your work. But also I love that you called out, you're like, Hey, at my best, here's how I'm using the framework. So kind of walk us through that of, of how totally. you use that, that framework. Yeah. And let me go back to answer a little bit more about what a seven is or what Mark Musselman at the seven is. And I think in a, 
we are enthusiasts who live and love a life of adventure, as you know from the previous podcast. We live life wide open. Yeah. And I, I know that this might sound, people might roll their eyes at me on, on this comment, which is okay. I think it's the enthusiastic, optimist people who change the world for the better. And the enthusiastic, optimist people, more like sevens when they're healthy, are the enthusiastic, optimist people who change the world for the better. I don't think that, and I also think it's an incredible, a seven who's healthy, is an incre- who's a believer and believes in Jesus Christ, is an incredible witness to the world as well. Because they live life with joy, they glow, people, and people are, are um, immediately drawn to a healthy seven who's passionate pursuing Jesus Christ in across the board. So high level, that is, that is how I would yeah, describe a good. seven and specifically a healthy seven who's running after Jesus in my work. And it's funny because this morning, um, two of my key, my key people, Brian McVeigh, who's our head of maintenance and Kayla Hill, who is um, one of our key managers, property managers. I, I sat with them this morning. I said, then they've, they've been to an Enneagram workshop with Ian Cron, who's a dear friend. And, they so they laugh that I'm, I'm that I'm a, a seven to the to the T and I said I asked them I said so what's it like working with and working for a seven yeah and they said that they said that it's I'm always high energy which is which is very good and I set the mood in the bar and the morale which motivates them because they know when I'm there that we're gonna you know we're gonna work really really hard but we're gonna laugh and we're gonna have fun as well but well well that's great you know it's not all sunshine and roses for a seven and they said the negative the negative is that I'm I'm all when I I'm all over the place and that we can we can say that that's a positive as well because you know that I'm pushing that's kind of an entrepreneur at times you know with a lot of yeah. ideas and a lot of excitement that's that's not always healthy um, I think an unhealthy seven I think when I'm unhealthy you know, there is some, I'm, I'm not as organized as I need to be. You know, sometimes little things slip through the cracks, which is not, which is not a good thing at all because the little things turn into big things. So I think that that's, that's on a day-to-day basis. And then also my biz, being a seven has single-handedly built my business. We, I couldn't, there's no such thing as a self-made man. And I built M2 or we built M2 with the help of a lot of people who have um, helped finance these loans for me because we're buying expensive, expensive properties and developing these relationships with enthusiasm and energy with um, folks selling me these properties has single-handedly built, built our business. If I hadn't been able to get these people to believe in me and to believe in M2 and believe in the energy and where we're going, they would have never, you know, co-signed on these loans for me or, you know, sold me their properties with carrying with carrying some of the, um, the financing and it, it wouldn't have been a reality. And so, um, I, I'm extremely grateful while, and while I say, you know, there are some negatives of being a seven that I'm, that I'm working on. And I think that I'm getting a lot better every day. Um, the positives outweigh it, you know, tenfold by, um, developing some really, really special relationships. And, uh, and I'm all forever be indebted to, um, Mr. And Mrs. Noel, Ethan Fernhaber, Dennis and Jeremy Roars and Matt and Joyce Weaver. These are just some of the people that I bought in real estate off of. Um, and those, those friendships have been cultivated over a lot of, a lot of coffee meetings, a lot of Panera bread. And, um, you know, they all think I'm crazy, but I, <laughs> I think that they all would say, I think they all would say that they love it and that, yeah. um, that I provide them energy, which, um, is, is one of the reasons they've, they've been gracious and have provided me opportunities to buy the real estate. 
Oh, I, I fully agree with you. I mean, watching sevens in action of like creating momentum and excitement, whether you're talking about in the workplace or outside of it, it's amazing to me, Mark, too. It'll be like something that doesn't sound as exciting, like a, a specific project. But if you get a seven on it, it goes from being a wah, wah, wah to like, it sounds like rave music in the background because they're like, this is going to be great. And they, and they mean it, you know, they're, they're genuinely building energy. So I, I, you mentioned Absolutely. this earlier, you talked about for you as a healthy seven, but then you kind of even mentioned sevens in general. So, so talk about that. What you mentioned, some of the focus and the, the energy in a, in a focus direction, but I mean, practically speaking for our sevens listening, what are those, some of those steps or what's even maybe some of the language to consider of like, here is, is here's how I move in the direction of being healthy as a seven kind of practically. Like here's a couple things that I do to move toward health. Absolutely. And I think that, I think for all you sevens out there, you know, the entrepreneur is the hot thing in society right now. And yeah. everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. They're the ones, you know, the tech entrepreneurs are the ones dating the supermodels and, you know, the, all the magazines and all the influencers with, you know, the grind and going, going, going. And I just want to, I want to encourage you, uh, all you folks out there that our business is not a sexy business by any means. We yeah. are blocking and tackling and it's not the high, you know, owning rural Indiana real estate, C-class real estate um, across rural Indiana is not a, glamorous business by any means but i think that like you said the sevens can make it fun and i think that that's something i've tried to be really intentional about is you know making it fun for our managers every day you know uh, making it fun for our maintenance guys when they're gotten out of unit you know and making it fun so you can you as a seven i think we do have an incredible capacity to, to turn you know things that the normal person would be womp womp about and make it make it really memorable and um, I think that creating moments, um, I think sevens are really, really good at creating moments. Um, and I think that that's, that creating moments for people in their, in their vocation is, is something special. So for you sevens, I would encourage you to continue to do that. Um, and now to answer your question, Kirby, I apologize. You know, sevens, we're all over the place. But um, <laughs> I think that sevens, we, we pursue the highs of life, the exciting, um, the um, you know, whether it's a cool vacation or, you know, being the running a really cool business, it's always cool, you know, and it's fun and feels good. And I listened to a podcast, you know, David Novak, we both, um, yeah, yeah. you know, with Edge, CEO, former CEO of Young Brands. He just had Tom Brady on a podcast and I listened to it on his OGO lead i forget what it's called yeah, tom like brady's that. gonna be up uh, as well he's my next guest you know on sharp yeah tom brady uh, your next guest good yeah good. he is no i'm worries. just laying the groundwork good yeah <laughs> all you sharpen folks the go the greatest all time and tom i'm gonna get in trouble i'm gonna get flack for saying that in indianapolis but tom brady's the greatest quarterback of all time for all you cool i'm a Colts fan but he is and on this podcast tom and i i don't think tom brady's a seven i can almost promise you tom brady's not a seven but he really said something that resonated with me. And I applied to being a seven and living a life of adventure. And Tom was talking about opportunities. And all of us in life have opportunities. And we get, we get certain chances in life, whether it's, you know, a business deal, like that you get a chance to run through the door. It doesn't mean it's always going to go perfect and out of the time, but we all have opportunities in life, you know, dating, you know, your, your dream girl or, you know, whatever. You, we all have, it doesn't mean you're going to marry that person, but we all have a chance to, 
you know, run through a door and go for something. And Tom Brady, is, he had an opportunity he got to be a quarterback at the University of Michigan. And his freshman year at Michigan, he was a seven-string quarterback. And he was really down in the dumps because he'd get one or two reps every practice. And he was like, there's no chance I'm ever going to showcase – I'm never going to showcase my, my talent with one rep. And he was really down and dumb. So I think he talked to his dad or a counselor or something. And they said, and they were, they talked, they said, well, just pursue this adventure of one or two reps and give those one or two reps, everything you've got. And it's not glamorous and it's not, it's not, you know, exciting, you know, and you're, it sucks, but give them everything you've got, just those one or two reps. And he did. And from there, it went from one to two reps to, to four to six, from four to six to six to eight. And, you know, sophomore year, he was fifth string. Junior year, he was second string. Senior year, he started. And then he was the six, I think he was a six round draft pick in the NFL. And he didn't, he didn't have a, you know, he wasn't starting. And then Drew Bledsoe got injured. And when Drew Bledsoe got injured, he went back to, you know, his, his day to Michigan. And he said, okay, well, I got this opportunity to sprint through this door. And he said, Bledsoe's never going to get his job back because I'm going to, I'm going to pursue excellence in this and I'm going to give it everything I've got. And I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to give him his job back. And look now he's a six time Super Bowl winner, the greatest quarterback of all time. Just, and I think it really goes back to his freshman year at Michigan when he, when he pursued those two reps with excellence. And I think what, what a life of adventure that's, that's the little decision of pursuing those, that monotonous July hot day training camp in Ann Arbor, Michigan with excellence. And it's changed his life. And he's now the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think that that's so applicable about an opportunity. You know, he had an opportunity and he made that choice. And I don't think it's, I, you know, maybe this is probably debatable, but if he wouldn't have pursued that, those few snaps with absolute excellence and ridden that wave of adventure, I don't know if he would be the greatest of all time or have six championships. And so bringing this back to sevens now, I think that we've got to, we've got to really pursue the monotonous day to day with excellence and with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And we can't, we can't look ahead to the being the greatest quarterback of all time and, and being a six-time Super Bowl champion winner. Because if we don't focus on today really, really well and blocking and tackling and doing our, you know, two reps that we have really, really well, whether it's in our job, whether it's with in a relationship, whether it's, you know, being a dad, you know, I think that we're going we're gonna to really miss out. And so I think that that's my overcompassing advice to sevens is we've really got to do the little things well. And we can't overlook the, overlook the little things. Yeah. No, that's, that's so good. That's so good. I think for, for those of us listening that th there's some that are like, heck yes, I'm a seven. You're speaking right to me. For those of us that are not sevens, we work with sevens. I, I guess I kind of got two questions. Yep. At the, at the core of a seven, you know, what motivates them? What's, what's their song, you know, kind of, kind of scenario. Yep. But then I think a follow-up to that then is in light of that, how do we as fellow young professionals in the workplace, but then like even outside of the workplace, your, your sevens in your life, I mean, what do they need to hear? What do they need to know from us? But then also like, how do we help support them in the areas that maybe most people aren't thinking of or seeing, knowing kind of, okay, at their core, this is who they are. Therefore, they need to hear this or know this. And I'm going to help support the seven in this way, even if maybe at first the seven is like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Uh, I got this. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, Kirby. And I would, I would say that 
sevens have a lot of depth and i think that 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 often gets overlooked and so i think first off you have to know that they're not just the life of the party the fun the funny guy you know there's a lot of depth there and i my closest friends and confidants know that and that's a really special thing and that takes that takes a sevens relationship to another level um when when they're getting overlooked and i think unhealthy sevens would probably be more the funny fun guy you know the good time greg or whatever and that's not a good thing and that that'll create a distance in a relationship and a coworker of a seven or somebody that's dating a seven they need to be reminded and encouraged to slow down and get back into their flow and i think a flow is a flow for a seven is different across the board mine is when i'm the when i'm the best mark muscleman i'm going to my early morning workout classes i'm getting into the word um i'm spending um you know a half hour or so reading in the morning before i even start my day of of working on M2 stuff and I create margin. And so I think that I'll speak for myself and I think a lot of sevens would, would resonate with that, but um, you know, significant others, coworkers, that would be a, that would be an encouragement I would, I would give to you to help your seven create margin and help your seven to stay focused on the tasks that matter instead of getting distracted by the things that, that don't matter, you know, and just encouraging them to continue to do the little things well and not overlook the little things for the, for the big things. Yeah. What do sevens need to hear? I love you mentioned the depth piece. I have a, I have a really good friend that's a mm-hmm. seven and can definitely, you know, of course is, is fun and full of life and energy. And it's like, oh, and there's an, another aspect too of so much depth and consideration and thought. And as far as, as who they are as a seven, you know, I've heard when, when Drew walked us through, you know, the seven piece, it's like they are known for being the enthusiasts and the fun ones in the workplace and beyond. And a lot of times that is in an effort to sometimes run away from the hard emotions or the hard things or the hard tasks. So is that your encouragement as a friend or a fellow coworker to the seven is, is like help them create margin and also help them kind of step into maybe some of the monotonous or the hard things? Like what does that look like or what would yeah. you say from a seven's perspective? Absolutely. And I think that it's different for everyone. You know, I think that for me, it'd be more of an encouragement to step. I need, I need those closest to me to continuously encourage me like my dad. He's incredible. Yeah. And a lot more times than not, he's, I say he's the chairman of my one, of M2's one person board and he's my hero and my best friend. And he, um, a lot of times he calls me and he says, Hey Mark, today I want you to block and tackle and do the little things well, because the little things turn into the big things. And so that would be more of um, him encouraging me to step into the monotonous things that, you know, that I, after you do for a while, you know, they get, they get, oh, uh, here we go again, you know, paying utility bills. I freaking hate it. And, you know, but that's, that's my job right now. I've got to pay the utility bills and I've got to make sure they're in the right months and on our financials. And I've got to pay the utility bill bills really, really well. And if you do that, you know, if you do those little things, well, eventually you want it to do them, you know, you grow out of that. So I would say that, but I would also say, I think sevens do have a tendency. And I think that I've, over the years, I've, I've done a good job of, of leaning in this as I've learned more about the Enneagram of leaning in the hard things. And I think, I, I think that I've always done a pretty good job of that. But, you know, I think Enneagram 7, they do tend to um, submerge those emotions of, of painful moments or hard things. And you got to, that's life. It's like, suck it up, 7. You know, like, suck <laughs> Can it we up. Can we quote and, you? you know, own, Could that be the title of the yeah. episode? Suck it up, 7s? Sure. Yeah, suck it up. Like, life sucks at times, you know? So, Kirby, my advice, my advice for those who love 7s would be to encourage Encourage sevens to block and tackle and do the little things well because the little things turn into the big things 
And sevens don't always love the monotonous little things of life. And then I would also tell, I think the unhealthy sevens are running away from their pain or running away from hard things. Maybe not hard things, but definitely their pain. And I think that sevens suck it up and you got to suck it up. And, you know, life is not all sunshine and roses. Life's going to have tough moments, tough conversations, tough relationships, tough business deals. And for the unhealthy sevens who are running from that, you know, get tough, you know, buckle down and um, embrace those moments. And you're going to reap, there's going to be a lot of fruit that reaps from, from tough moments um, in life. And I, I think back on my life, you know, and, and tough moments where I've grown a ton and um, that's, they're, they've been super special and super rewarding. And uh, I'm thankful for moments um, I'm like that. Well, Mark, this has been, this has been really helpful for us that work with sevens, live with sevens, do life with sevens. I think you've shared some really um, key takeaways for sure. Uh, I, I'm just still thinking on your like, just never forget that the seven, while fun and enthusiastic and builds energy, like they have so much depth to them. And we won't go too far into the, uh, the different triads of the Enneagram, but you know, the five, six, and sevens belong in the fear triad. And most people would be shocked to, to hear that because they're like, no, sevens aren't afraid of anything because they're the adventure seekers. And uh, you know, you can dive a little bit further into to some of that. There's the feelings and anger and fear. But I think we just have to recognize that while we love and embrace their enthusiasm and energy, we need to also embrace their depth and the layers there as well. So this is this has been so good to really hopefully better understand sevens. I'm going to ask you to do a huge favor. So you've done a shout out and a game changer before on the podcast. I'm going to ask you to be as seven as possible. Like Mark, I heard this podcast on typology with, with your buddy Ian and he had different types come on and talk about the ideal Christmas gift for their type. And they didn't know they were being recorded. And so it was really, really funny. Like some of the things they said. So on this kind of episode series, what like be as stereotypical as possible. What would the seven do on their shout out? And then also what would a seven say that has been a game changer? I thought you were going to ask me what my ideal Christmas gift would be. Uh, well, actually, uh, you, could, you could totally answer that one too. That could be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> All right, I'm going to answer that one. This is, yeah. this is so seven. You're going to laugh at this. <laughs> so I'm not a car guy. I've never been a car guy. I just have an SUV and I've had the same, I'll always have the same SUV, probably just newer versions of it. But if I, Lord willing, someday, this is what I'm going to get myself, or maybe my wife will get it for me. I want to get a 1960 red Cadillac convertible. And that's going to be like, so for all you folks listening, Google it. I'm going to have my shades on. I'm going to be like a cool dad driving the 1960 Cadillac convertible, my kids to school. And, and it's going to have an awesome sound system. So that's my ideal Christmas gift. So if any of you want to get me a Christmas gift, that's my ideal Christmas gift. And you'd shock me if you got it for me. So that's my ideal Christmas gift. I think it's, I think it's kind of seven-esque. Yeah, for sure. Um, the uh, fact that it's really too is so seven. Yep, yeah, totally. Well, a game changer for me. I know what I said last time, so I don't want to repeat that. Shout out would be the folks that got me into this, I'm bringing it, invol involving it with the Enneagram. I'm a part of this special group of people called Telemachus, which is an annual yeah. gathering that a lot of sharpened folks are involved with. Rick Woolworth started it, and I've developed some of my best friends in the world through, through Rick's gathering, um, Telemachus, and that's how I met Ian. And that's really where I found out about the Enneagram and was able to grasp an understanding 
um, for it and why it exists and how it's beneficial and all the above. So my shout out actually goes to Telemachus, the special group. Um, so for any of you Telemachus folks listening to this, I'm extremely grateful for you all and the impact you all have in my life. And my game changer would be Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, I don't know why one. I just thought of that, but I, I didn't even have that written down or anything. But that's a game changer book. I'd encourage you all to read it. And what that book states, one of my favorite lines in that book is the only, and I'm, I'm going to mess up this quote a little bit, but the only way we'll be different in 10 years is from the books we read and the people we meet. So I would encourage you all to go read some more books and to go meet some people because my life, uh, my business is all because of relationships. My life is all, you know, I love, I love people and I, I love being with my family and my friends. You know, we're, we're really only different from the people we meet in the books we read. So that's my uh, game changer. Well, Mark, thanks. This has been, of course, it's been fun. Uh, it's also been really insightful. So thank you again for coming back on the Sharpen podcast. Hey, and one last thing that I think is funny. Yeah. Kirby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all, you Sharpen folks, some, um, some dirt on Kirby and, <laughs> and good dirt. But we were talking about this and she said, well, with the sevens on this, I'm not, we didn't even have a pre-phone call or we had one little pre-phone call for five minutes discussing the layout. But Kirby really didn't want me to have notes. And so Kirby, it was a blast. I, thought, I think it was fun because it was extremely conversational. And Good. We really had no idea where the conversation was going to go. So if you're a seven and Kirby asks you to be on the podcast, just be prepared that she's not going to let you have any notes. So it's been fun. Right. And Kirby, it's always a, it's always a pleasure. And um, thanks, thanks for the opportunity to have a, a conversation. It's always fun. Oh, it's been so fun. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Sharpen Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Until next time.